Welcome to the next episode of Tribe Table Talk Podcast. Fellas, fellas, let me ask you something. What are some communications breakdown you've had in your marriage? Have you ever been called daydreaming while your spouse is talking to you about how their day went? Have you ever asked your wife what she want to eat today? Only for it to turn into an argument. Have you had some tough conversations that you had to end up walking away from because tensions flared? Gentlemen, we all have these issues in our marriage. They're called communication issues. So today we're putting it all on the table regarding communication issues in marriage. Yes, sir. Man, you sound just like a radio host, man. That's the that's the goal. <laughs> sound just like a radio host. That's the goal, baby. That's the goal. <laughs> I love it. Do it. So that's what we're talking about, guys. Uh, what are some of the things that you think about uh, over the years being married? Um, as far as you and your wife and your communication issues. Um, I go down the list. I guess I'll go down around the circle, around the table, I guess. Nobody? Y'all boys have been married longer than me, so (laughs) y'all go ahead, man. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Describe most of mine. Like, you know, what you want to eat? Like, I don't know. What you want to eat? I just asked you. Like, stuff like that, bro. I don't know either. Whatever you, wherever you want to go. Well, no, that's up to you. So you want tacos? So you want burgers? You want me to cook? Right. Um, I don't know. <laughs> what you want? <laughs> what do you want? You guys ever seen that uh that clip from the Notebook that sometimes get posted on social media? Yeah. And they be like, "This is how you be with your wife when it's time to eat." And the dude is in there. He's like, "What do you want? What do you want?" <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. So- yeah. Our stuff is petty, man. It's you know still still new in the game. So right, yeah, but that happens yeah. with everybody. Yeah, you're right, D. What, what from a perspective of being, how long you guys been married? Uh, this year it'll be three years. Man. Three years, so, bro. Look at you. Look at more, you. A few more days to the third year anniversary, man. You know, we almost we almost there, man. We almost there, like you know, get my camera just while I'm out. Yeah, That's yeah. So issue there too. It's all good, but what what would you say within three years of marriage is maybe one of your biggest communication issues? Um, I could listen more. I'll say that. Like my wife would be telling me something could be super important. That's I'm good. On my phone, or <laughs> I'm distracted just by you know thinking of the next step in marriage or the future. So like she's telling me about the budget or something. I'm just like. And they wilding on Facebook, <laughs> something like that, yo. So, do you um, know what? Like, why is that though? Like, why? Um, Tell me about it. Talk to me about it. Yeah, man. So, you know, I love my wife to death. Not saying that she's annoying or anything, but like, my mind is always focused on the next. So she could be telling me something in the present. I'm not thinking about the present. I'm thinking about the future. Yeah. So. Um, a lot of my stuff, it comes from like trying to plan five years down the line instead of looking at what's in front of me that could be that hurdle or that obstacle stopping me from getting to that step that's five years down the line. So listening, man, and looking at what's in front of me, that's that's my issue, I guess, as far as communication goes. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so as a husband, I one of the things I had to learn over the years that I didn't have 
uh, first starting off in a marriage is learning how to be a good listener, like Dion said. Um, because sometimes your communication issues is not always in what you say, but how you listen to what your spouse says. Um, because one of the things I had to learn is actually when my wife talks, actually make her a priority. And what I mean by that is by showing her she's a priority by sometimes putting down my phone while she's talking or turning the TV off or maybe pausing whatever I'm looking at, because the, the, you know, there, there are times where, um, I wasn't really, a, I learned how to be a, a active listener in my marriage. Cause you know, as men, sometimes when you just talking and you talking and sometimes we just, you just lose us. We can daydream, you know, you, you go on and on about your day at work and we, we thinking about something totally different. And then the wife is like, what you think? You're like, huh? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, um, that's crazy. And, <laughs> That's my and, right, right. Yeah. And I had to actively like, you know, make myself focus sometimes uh, because, you know, just I don't know if it's just ADD brain or just something like that, where it's, you know, just focused on other things and just having to uh, learn how to listen. And on top of that, I had to learn how that I don't always have to give her a solution. Or she's not giving me a problem for me to sit down and try to figure out and fix sometimes. My wife just want me to listen to her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, because that's so important, man. There's that we have so sometimes we like wives and husbands, we have things in our heart, we got things in our mind, we got things bottled up, and we need that person to talk to. And who better to be that listening ear than the spouse? All right. You know, the person that's closest to you. Because I'll tell you one thing, if you don't listen to your spouse, somebody else will. They right right now. You know what I mean? So that's that. I will say that's one thing that I really uh, I had to learn over the years is learn how to listen, man. But you don't always have to give a solution. But I think you should do this. Oh, I, I think you should do that. And sometimes she's like, oh, I'm not looking for you to tell me what I should do. I just want you to listen to me right now. And I had to learn mm-hmm. it. Like, oh, okay. And that's hard for what us. What are you telling me for? That's hard for us because we're problem solvers as men. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, we want to fix things. You know, and and, and, so, and sometimes it's hard for us because naturally we're like, all right, well, what, what are you telling us? Why are you telling me this? If you don't want me to, you know, figure this out, you know, it's almost like they just want you to, you know, they just want somebody sometimes to vent to. And we do, too. We need wives to listen to us, too. You know, you want to feel like uh, marriage should be a safe space mm-hmm. for you guys to be able to talk about anything. Everything should be on the table in marriage, in my opinion. And I think that's, it creates, it, it, it increases intimacy between husband and wife when you know that this person knows everything about me and I can go to this person about anything. How do you create that type of space though, Ken? It's a good question. Good question for the table. Yeah, Cal. Like, yeah. It, like how do you create that type of space? You, you mentioned that you should be able to freely question. communicate. Like what, what do you do and how do you create that space? I think without knowing, like, you know, knowing the answers, I feel like this is definitely something that I still deal with in my marriage for sure. But I think it's just having, being open and just creating just an environment of communication. So one thing that just one little thing that I struggle with, and that was just conversations over the phone. 
Um, maybe if I'm at work or if I'm doing something or, you know, whatever, just phone conversations are always pretty much short and to the point because I, cause I make it like that. It's just more like, um, you know, okay, what's the word? Okay. Bye. Rather than cultivating a space over the phone or even over text sometimes, it's just where you just give your wife an opportunity to speak and talk and not to be so short and just cultivating an atmosphere for conversation. Um, and so being a good listener, yeah. uh, I think that's the crux of it is your listening skills, just being able to, to listen clearly and not be always like, like Kenny was saying, being ready to blurt out a solution or to the problem, but just active listening. So yeah. I feel like that's a good place to start. Yeah. What if it's yeah. something that you are passionate about? What if it's something that you believe um, and they believe differently? Because that's a lot of time how conflict comes out, right? Yeah. One side yeah. believes one way. The other side said, no, nah, I don't think we should be doing that. How do yeah. you deal with those issues? Ooh, I've had those over the years. Um, some Talk things, to me then, Ken. Talk to me. Yeah, I've had those over the years. <laughs> I've had those over the years, and I don't have a perfect answer. I think that one of the main things was that patience with each other that we've had to have um, when we have moments of disagreement, you know, um, there are times when we had to have the same conversation five different times mm -hmm. until one of us really realized, dang, you know what? I do really need to work on that. She's telling, if, she, if she's telling me this five or six times, it, it, it must be some, there must be some truth to it. And if I really want this marriage to continue to grow and be the best marriage it can be, I got to change this about myself. Um, Cause some things are really hard pills to swallow. Mm -hmm. They are as men, as we get married, as we grow, as we learn, as we change, sometimes our wives, our wives tell us stuff that we ain't trying to hear, or it's like really hard to accept. Like, you know, I remember um, we had, uh, just to give you an example, uh, me and my wife used to have this conflict <laughs> And she used to always say, well, I always got to remind you to do things. Why you can't remember on your own? And I used to be like, what you mean? I thought, I thought we were a team. Like you're supposed to, you're supposed to remind me. You're supposed to help me sometimes. Well, not, now you kind of feel like you want, you know, you, I feel like you wanted the kids. Now I got to remind you to take out the trash all the time. I got to remind you to do this. And I used to be like, what you mean? Like, I'm not perfect. I don't got perfect memory. And we would, these, this would be probably four or five different times we would have the same conversation. Mm -hmm. And, and then, and, and sometimes it wouldn't end well. It would start, it would start nice. And then it would be like, you know what? I'm going downstairs. This ain't, you know, I, uh, I, why she always got to, you know, why she, why she's so mad. She got to remind me she's on the end. Like, what did I marry a child? I got to remind him. About it. It's like, you know, and. Over the years, we both had to come to some kind of a compromise um, about that particular issue. And I had to learn, well, shoot, you know what? At first, at, at first, it was like, how do I? Oh, sometimes, I don't get me wrong. Sometimes, sometimes we feel like our wives nag us. And sometimes we do things just to make sure we stop the nagging. Thanks. <laughs> No, that's fast. But, yeah, but sometimes their nagging is really just them trying to communicate something to us. Yeah. That's bothering them or something that they, you know what I mean, in the marriage that, 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 and, and it's like, 
it came to a point where I was like, okay, I need to get better at remembering things. I need to grow up a little bit and not have her have to remind me to take out the trash. Not have to remind me to, hey, can you go do the dishes? Or, hey, can you make sure you do some laundry? Or, hey, you know, Christian needs a bath tonight. You know, I had to kind of grow up a little bit, even though at the first time she brought that up, I was like, what you talking about? Like, I'm, I'm straight. I do. I do enough around the house. Like, what you mean? Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, and then she had to learn a little bit. Like, OK, let me let me let me kind of give him a little grace. Sometimes he forgets. It's OK to remind him sometimes. So it's just I, that that issue. We had to have patience with each other. And it was something that kept popping up. But eventually, because, you know, uh, and through prayer, right, um, mm-hmm. God helped us work through that. You know, am I perfect? No, but I'm much better than I was a couple of years ago or three years ago or four years ago or whatever. Um, but yeah, man, we have to, we got to have patience with each other sometimes as married couples. Yeah. And it's communication is such a dynamic subject because it involves so much. <sighs> right. I feel like it involves good listening skills. It involves prayer. Um, you have to include God in the communication, especially if it's something that you're battling or like a dispute or something that you're having. Right. Um, and it's funny. God is funny. because I feel like so I, I studied communication in college and it's like one of the main things that I had to work on. In my, or I'm still working on in my marriage. It's funny. Um, but they teach you <laughs> in communication one on one. It's like you have a sender and you have a receiver of the message. And so when you send out a message, the receiver is, you know, they have to work that around in their brain to formulate, you know, a response. So a lot of, uh, I feel like another piece of it is just how we internalize the message that we're getting from our wives, just from the husband's point of view. I feel like we're the ones that struggle with, you know, (laughs) that part. Um, But yeah, as far as us being the sender of the communication, we have to realize that women receive communication different than we do. Like we're kind of just straight to the point, you know, whatever like we give us direction you know we'll run with it that kind of thing um yeah but women internalize words differently they feel Mm. words you know what i'm saying so i mean that's one of the reasons why you can't just be so harsh with your wife just because she feels those words um that's how you know communication can break down easily um when you're trying to have a conversation with your wife it's just how you say things right you gotta tell the truth though man i mean you ain't gotta be harsh but one of the main things in communication, you got to tell me the truth if they ask you something. I mean, you know, some conversations mm-hmm. that don't always involve, you know, being as blunt, but telling the truth and being vulnerable and transparent is a <laughs> part of communication that we all need. Like, we need that discipline and being able to articulate truth to our wives. Hey, D, say what you just said one more time. I missed some of it. It's going in and out it, a little bit. It, it oh, broke up for me. <laughs> You hear me now? Yeah. I, I can Good. hear you. <laughs> so maybe I should stay like this then, like put my mouth over here. But um, okay. I was just saying, like, articulate truth to your wives. Like, you don't have to be as, you know, blunt. Like, all the conversations don't necessarily need to, you know, cut deep. But a practice that we all should have being married is just articulating truth. Like, you got to tell truth regardless of whatever the communication is. So that's right. one of the biggest things. That's important. So, yeah. yeah. So if, if I was just to say something real, like I'm going to ask another real question that's going to go along exactly what we're talking about here is 
So if you feel strong about a topic um, and your wife feels a different way, strong about a topic, mm-hmm. what is your general approach? Mm-hmm. I can, uh, I, can I, underst- I understand the solution and what we should be doing, <laughs> but what has been your general approach and how do we get past to the solution? Um, so talk to me about that. So one of the things that me and my wife always discuss, you know, we have these, you know, little you know things that we have in marriage called kids we discuss like how we discipline <laughs> kids you know what i mean are we spanking them are we throwing them in the corner are we putting them on punishment taking away things i told her how i was raised being you know getting that corporal punishment it stopped me from doing certain things especially mm-hmm. getting that corporal punishment from different people mm-hmm. and being the youngest out of all of my siblings like i get it from moms oldest brother, middle brother, you know what I'm saying, but after me or before me. So I told her, you know, if it's an extreme offense, he's getting spanked. You ain't putting your hands on my baby. You know, that's when ownership started taking place. You yeah. put your hands on my baby. Well, I help you make that baby, and I want <laughs> the baby to stay out of trouble. So <laughs> I believe in spanking not while you're angry, but I believe in spanking to keep the kids in line. To correct. Yeah. Correction. And I believe that because it kept me out of certain trouble. And she, she feel different because, you know, her her occurrences with getting spanked was different than mine. So, yeah. uh, so that's something y'all still communicating about or is that? Some y'all deciding. So so no, but that's real though. Because a lot of times when we deal with conflict and it's such strong confrontate confrontation or strong uh, opposing sides, we sometimes try to sweep it under the rug like it doesn't mm-hmm. exist. Mm-hmm. And we we try to continue to play life like, oh, that it's an elephant in here, but we ain't gonna talk about it. And it's in mm-hmm. the back of my mind, and I feel a certain way. But I ain't gonna say nothing yet because I don't want to mm-hmm. argue. Mm-hmm. I don't want. I don't want to argue. Yeah. So yeah, is good. that the right thing to do? I, I will like say, arguing, bro. Go ahead. <laughs> 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 confrontational. I'm a confrontational person, but go ahead, Kyle. I was just gonna say, like you know, just to. Um, well, I, I was gonna say that not every time is right for certain conversations. I yeah. feel like you can't sometimes. You got to be strategic on what type of conversations you bring up. So if you want to talk about that, maybe it's not the right time, you know, when y'all finally got some alone time with kids are to bed and it's been a while. You haven't done that in a while. It's like maybe it's not a right, the right time to bring up that topic. You right. Know, maybe save that for a different time. Um, time timing, timing is important. It is. Timing it's is so important. important. I can't I can't go up to my wife and bring up something that I want to talk about while she's watching her favorite show. Yeah. That ain't, that ain't the best time. You know what I'm saying? Like, we have to, like, you. sometimes you got to realize, what, okay, is this a good time to talk about this right now? Maybe I should wait later because, uh, you know, are they going to, is this the best time where they're going to really receive what I got to say? Right. You know what I mean? Um, and, uh, yeah, you said something, man. Uh, yeah, 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 timing. Because, and on top of that, Ernest, you know, kind of touching on your question. So you said, how do you work through things that you guys disagree on? I think that, like I said earlier, you have to be patient with your spouse 
And you got to allow sometimes for something to, you have to allow conversation. Some you have to be uh, allowed to be to walk away from a conversation sometimes and tackle it later. Yeah, you know, because it may not be, you know, for example, like Dion and his wife, they're they're kind of, you know, having a conflict regarding how to, you know, either spanking or no spanking, right, Dion? That's the conflict. So, you know. That goes back to when we were talking about singleness. I said, don't try to, you know, don't get married to change your spouse. You're not going to change your spouse. Only the Lord can. Mm -hmm. You have conversations. You share your point of view. Hey, I think this. Well, no, I don't think this. Okay, well, this is why. It was just like, I think, having a a debate with anybody or having a conversation with anybody who's on the other side of it. You have a conversation. Yeah, I'm not, you know, there's some things that me and my wife have different stances on even to this day. And it's like, well, I mean, you know, you believe that I believe this, you know, maybe you'll come around one day. There's sometimes where I will talk about something and we disagree. But like a year later, she'd be like, you know what? I think I think you're right about that or the other way around. Although I'm like, yeah, baby, you know what? I was I wasn't listening to you back then. But now I see what you're saying now. You know, it's just because sometimes it takes the Lord to really kind of change somebody's heart or really work on them. You know, so like there are times where I, we had to talk about something and we just walked away still disagreeing. Yeah. You know, and I, and I feel like that's healthy. You know, right. it should be able to, like you said, you should have room to be able to do that. You know, especially if the conversation is not going anywhere and it's just getting more heated. Yeah. You have to be able to be like, OK, we're just going to put this away for a second. We'll come back to this. Right. You know, maybe we pray about it individually. Maybe we pray about it together. You know, but you, that's the God factor. We was talking about how that. Right. You know, allow God to, you know, give that to God and allow him to, um, you know, either work out whatever in your heart or her heart, both of y'all hearts to be able to come together for a better solution. And, you know, yeah, I've been in, I have, you know, multiple uh, conversations like that. Um, Yeah. That that's where it ultimately ended up, you know, giving it up to the Lord. And then, you know, we came to a consensus one way or another. Maybe we had to get a third party involved. Maybe that was the decision. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I do that. That's a good order operation. That's hold a good on, point. Fellas, hold on. That's a good Eva, point. What do you think about both of your questions? Let's say it again. What do you think about both of your questions? Give me, give me the first one. How do you uh, work through those conflicts? Uh, when you yeah. feel strong about something, and she feels mm-hmm. strong about something. Uh, good question. We still are working through them. I just feel mm-hmm. like that. I mean, daily. <laughs> Carmen and I probably will have something we have conflict on daily. And I, I don't look at, <laughs> I'm not lying, but uh, I don't look at conflict as a negative thing, right. but I look at it as a, a growing thing. Right. Right. So it's our ability, number one, to hear each other out and know that we are created differently, but we're coming together as one. And in that whole process, there's going to be conflict as yep. we become one in marriage yep. continuously. So, so for us, for us, man, I'm not saying that we, we do everything right because sometimes we lead conflict and I, I don't manage it the right way. Right. I might hear something, she might hear something. And then all of a sudden we, we might separate ways. I go sit over here. She sit over here. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And then we come back around and we try to talk about it. Um, Sometimes we're able to deal with it right then and there. Um, because maybe I'm not seeing something properly, mm-hmm. or maybe she says, Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, it right. is every, every situation varies, but what I'm learning though, is, um, is one thing to talk about being an active li- listener, but it's harder though, 
when you have passion for something and right. you believe in something and you feel like you feel something, you really got to sit back and be like, all right, let me listen, because maybe there's something I, I don't hear. But I think I'm right. I think I'm right. And that's that comes in with being passionate about something. Yeah. And yo, at the same time, yo, being open to yo, other perspectives. Yeah, you yo. can't be so stuck in your ways that when you when when somebody says, oh, have you ever thought about this way? You're like, nah, nah, yeah. you, you know that. No, no. You know, it's it's a. Uh, as husbands, sometimes, you know, we get, as we get older, sometimes you get a little bit more stuck in your ways. You get a little bit more, you get a little bit more stubborn. You know what I mean? And, and and, yeah, right, right. And I think one of the key things that I think some husbands don't grasp 100% that sometimes why divorces happen is because we're not willing to compromise. Yeah. You know, yep. it's like, I'm right, you're wrong. Just, just just listen to me and do it the way I tell, you know, it's like, we have to learn how to, sometimes there are going to be times where, you know, you have it this way and she has it this way and y'all got to kind of meet in the middle, mm-hmm. you know, for, 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 for it to work, Yep. you know, for yep. it, for there to be peace. You know what I mean? And a lot of times, a lot of times I will, I will say this, if you listen closely enough to your wife and hear what she's saying, a lot of times um, you can resolve a lot of conflict because, I mean, a lot of conflict comes in place because you have strong feelings about whatever and you're not hearing properly. Um, and, and to me, I might hear it a certain way. I'm like, but you said it like this. Your tone was like this. And because your tone was like this, I heard it like this. You know what I mean? But yep. and yeah. sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you got to sit back and just be like, all right, what was said? Um, and prayer works. I mean, you always say that's the secret sauce. I will always tell you that, right, but, um, because if, if things are happening like this, you go back and pray, God will step in. And then all of a sudden you'll be able to have that right moment where the conversation can happen and things will work itself out. Right. It's, I, it's, I would say the worst thing to do fellas is this is to sweep things underneath the the bus or whatever terminology you want to under utilize under the rug. Under rug. There we go. Ain't no bus up in here. But <laughs> under the rug. <laughs> the boy is there sleeping under the bus. Under oh, the boy. bus. You know what I'm saying? Dead that. Oh, and not deal with it though. I mean, because you have to deal with those situations in marriage because they won't get better. A question could come up and say, what if the other doesn't care to deal with those situations? Mm-hmm. What if my spouse does not care to, I want to communicate well. What if they do not? That's a tough one. That's a tough one. What if one. they don't, gotta, gotta what if them. I come to them and they're like, I don't care. Match the energy. Yeah. I don't care either then. Well, <laughs> and sometimes it's like that. Sometimes yeah. your response yeah. is wrong. Just yeah. like sometimes. that. But yeah. what happens if your other is like, nope, whether it's husband or wife, what if they're like, I don't care. Who cares? I'm, I'm going to tell y'all what I do, man, because y'all know I'm kind, of a, I'm kind of a goofball. Even when me and my wife have those arguments, like in the back of my mind, like it's funny in some way because it's helping me grow. Like she hit me in a spot where I need to grow in. Yeah. And then... Yeah, and I, I don't like being hitting them spots. I'm not yeah, like, yeah, go you ahead, know, go ahead, go I already know that, you know, it's God, like, hey, bro, you got to tighten up. So we had the moments where she like, you know, I don't care. No, you know, short answers. I do yeah. something to make her laugh because I'm already like over it. Like God already like, okay, do this, get it over. I do something to make her laugh. She laughs. 
or she called me stupid, not you know, in the literal sense, but you know, just I'm a silly. Wall. So then once I break down that wall, we get to the crux of what's going on. So that's a good point, bro. I feel like mm. that's a good point because that's that involves creating an environment conducive to the conversation, you know. Because uh, right now, be familiar with who you are. Like you ain't mad, you know. You're not angry at her. Uh, you know, it's a safe space for y'all both to talk. So if you get back to that familiar space of, you know, how she know you to be without the drama, then you know, yeah. And sometimes she I think. Me right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay holy spirit <laughs> but it's like you know love is always the answer you know god is love i feel like love is always the answer so it's like when you get into those you know battles it's like you can't figure it out and someone's really strong on the opposite side or it's just like you know it's just super confrontational like i yeah. said and sometimes you got to put it away but i think it's just abc wise sometimes we forget that what's more important it's more important that i love my wife not this mm. this battle or it's not this thing that we're fighting over um so i i just have to lay my ego aside and just love my wife and then mm. that's sometimes when you just like focusing on loving your wife or loving your spouse those conversations get a lot easier right. so i don't know i mean I, I, I feel you go ahead bro no, I just say I, I feel what Kyle's saying. I, I think one of the biggest piece, fellas, too, is as well is um, if I'm speaking from a perspective of a husband, mm-hmm. um, what I've learned throughout the years was it 13 years for me this year um, is that your wives, our wives, just want to be heard mm-hmm. sometimes, not not mm-hmm. not to be listened to, but actually heard, mm-hmm. and and that because heard tells me that. You're not only listening to me, but you're connecting with me and what I'm saying, even if you don't feel like you 100% agree with it, but you hear me or even understand and you connecting. Exactly. And you're connecting to me. You're connecting with me. And now you hear me. You know what I mean? Now I feel loved. I I feel cared for. But when Um, you can just listen, like, nah, I don't think so. (laughs) Yeah. Nah, I hear you. Uh, I hear you. I hear you. And that is hard for us extroverts. Yeah. I had to see, I'm a, I'm more extroverted. My wife is an introvert. Yeah. And so coming together, you know, I'm a talkative person. And when I'm in a conversation, I have to make myself be quiet because I can dominate a conversation mm. or I can inject my opinion. And over the years, and this is for my extrovert husbands that's watching, you had to learn sometimes how to shh. You know what I'm saying? There are times where I'm having a conversation with my wife and she just wants me to listen. And I want to say, that's stupid. But that's just what, what, how is that going to help the conversation? So there's, you have to, over the years, sometimes you learn a little subtleties of communication in your marriage and you tend sometimes the Holy Spirit, like, "Ah, just just be quiet right now. Just be quiet. Just listen. Because you're going to ruin the conversation. You know what I mean? Um, so I had to learn when this all, I guess we keep going back on that. We keep harping back on that point of listening, but I had to learn as an extrovert to sometimes just be quiet, just listen, you know, give your spouse some time to speak. And then a lot of times if you're patient enough, 
they'll be like, okay, what do you think now? Mm-hmm. You know, um, because yeah, yeah, I'm the type of person that I have to actually, and Ernest can kind of relate to this too. I have to make myself like, be quiet, be quiet, just listen, just listen. You know, are you like bursting at the seams to say something though? You know, um, you that's what that's your wife. Like, whenever she telling you something, like, how do you, like, how do you take the information and yeah. process it, and then you know, give it back as information to her? How do you do that? That's a good question. I think it just goes by just like, like I said earlier, making your wife a priority, putting down anything that could be a distraction, and actively showing her. Like even just some simple like like me, I used to be like I used to be the kind of person that would look down while you're talking to me, or I'm like looking away. You know, I had to learn how to just something simple as looking in my wife's eyes when she's talking to me. Mm-hmm. You know, that way she knows, oh, he's listening. Oh, he's making me a priority right now. You know, and then best uh understand as best as I can, because sometimes we don't always understand our wife's perspective. They're so, you know, in a lot of ways, they're so different from us. They have different ways of looking at things sometimes you know we think of it sometimes from a rational standpoint yep. you know where they have a difference so sometimes i don't always 100 percent understand but i try to understand as best as i can so at least she knows that i'm trying that i'm making an attempt to understand like like Ernest said earlier trying to hear you even though even though, even when you explain it uh, I, like i still don't 100 understand but at least i'm trying to get your perspective a little bit Ask that question just because you know it's a lot of single women out there. They say they want a guy that listens and you know it's a good listener and all that type of stuff. Like just because you're married, like those things don't go away if he's not a good listener, if he don't pay attention, yeah. if he on his phone. Like I mean, we are human. Like, like right, said, right, like, right. We do different things. Yeah. So make sure if you're looking for that person that listens, like Kenny just said, like make sure to be. And attention to you and yeah. actually hearing you out and can give you that information back once you can give it out. Yeah. 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 I, I, I like it too, Ken I, and D and Cal. I, I think the simplistic, um, what you said was very simple, but necessary. Um, as far as being present in the communication piece, right. So if we're talking specifically talking to wise is being present, meaning it's like putting down your phone is giving eye contact Yeah, is, is responding like, Oh, Oh, okay. So you mean when this happened, this happened. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just want to get that. Just clarifying questions. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think just being present helps with getting to the place of being heard mm-hmm. where she is heard. And then on top of that, it also helps deal with if there's any conflict, because your first, your, your, your whole body language is postured to being present and to listening and to hearing. And I think that's the start. Right. I think for me, though, what I got to continuously do, specifically if there's conflict, is, is welcome in the Holy Spirit and every dialogue. And, right. and I used to do this before any meeting or anywhere I go. And I, I got to get back on that is if there's any type of big thing that was about to happen. I used to say, Holy Spirit, speak through me. And the main thing I used to say, right before I walk into a meeting or right before I have a conversation or dialogue, I think if we get to a place of welcoming the Holy Spirit and every single conversation, this is what's going to happen. Number one, if we're out of line, the Holy Spirit is going to convict us. Mm -hmm. 
Number two, if we hear something that throws us off or that taps into our um, place of uh, our fleshly place where it's going to drive us to anger, the Holy Spirit is going to check that. And the Holy Spirit is going to place us in a place where we can hear properly and respond properly. And I think it goes towards, you know me, I love getting out scripture, right? You already know. James 119. James 119. You, st- you stole my scripture, man. Yeah, yeah, I got you, bro. <laughs> I got you. Listen, we, we on the same page today. Uh, sure. Notice, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, hmm. slow, to, slow speak, to speak, and slow to anger. So what's dope about that is he, 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 the scripture is telling us to hear first, right? Hmm. Quickly. Like, all right, my, my, my brother's talking, my, my wife is talking. Let me hear first. Let me take in first. Because in the back of my mind, you guys know how I operate. Like, I hear, but then I'm thinking like, do, 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 do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's because I'm thinking sometimes I can lose what I'm hearing. Yeah. So I, I have to be intentional about, okay, let me <coughs> hear first, process, yep. and respond. Right. And sometimes we can hear a little bit. And then respond. respond exactly. And then all of a sudden it's a conflict because number one, you didn't even hear what I said because your mind moving over here. Uh-huh. And that's not the whole story. You heard me. I said you're <laughs> ugly, but that's not the whole thing. I understand you ugly, but I was saying that situation. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up. <laughs> right. <laughs> you didn't hear the whole story. The whole story wasn't talking about you, though. Mm-hmm. The whole story was talking about, you know, what I mean, whatever it was. So we hear if we're not quick to hear or quick to listen i'm sorry um quick quick to hear that we we may hear the wrong things because we are processing on what we're going to respond mm-hmm. before we fully hear that whatever's <laughs> being said so right. and then you continue slow to anger uh it says slow to speak okay we we process but slow to anger it's like okay now don't let your anger rise up mm-hmm. Don't let it rise up in the situation, receive it and don't let it rise up. And that's a mm. hard thing to deal with. That's why I said, if you welcome in the Holy spirit, yep. that's the only way for me to yeah. be able to fully hear, fully receive and fully allow her to be heard. So that's my pieces. We, and we, um, man, the Holy spirit must be speaking. So some just came to my head as you were talking that I didn't even have in my notes. We have to learn as husbands and wives too. Because over time, you start to lose that um, that honeymoon. What I mean by that is, like when you first meet your your wife, and you you talk to her in a certain way, you know, you 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 you're in that stage where you're trying to woo her. You know, you may not just come at her any kind of way when you're dating because you're trying to you know you're trying to win her heart. And then when you win their heart and you marry. Sometimes your communication changes a little bit. And what I mean by that is you got a problem if you're more respectful to the first lady of a church than you are to your wife. Facts. When you communicate, we need to, we need, we need to talk. We need to make sure that we, yeah, or her friends. Yeah. If you real kind to other women, like, Hey, how you doing? You having a guard. God bless you. Yeah. Let me hold the door open for you. Man, our wife walked by. We like, hey, what's up? What you want? That's that's a problem. That's a problem. That's a problem. And we have to make sure. I I'm I'm telling this from personal experience, yo. Word. So I'm saying like, make sure in your marriage because we can get it to that 
you you get used to your wife factor. You know what I mean? And, you know, I'm about to be just like, e, I'm almost 13 years deep. And I had to learn over the years that I have to show my wife loving communication as if she's my queen rather than that's just that that's that's just my wife, you know, and then speaking to other women and, and just holding them in high regard and just talking to my wife any old kind of way. And that same goes for the wives, too. Yeah. Man, 100 percent, bro. You ever you ever seen those husbands that be at church and they be like with their wife? And they see the first lady like, hey, how you doing? You know, be holding their hand off the stage. Won't even do that to their own wives. Yeah, bro. That was you know what I mean? You know, before I was even in the church like that. Like, I've seen that like a long time ago. You peeped that. Just yeah. so-and-so get all love from peeking whoever. Yeah. And his wife over here, you know, arms crossed, toe tapping, getting pissed. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. We have, I had to learn that from experience, yo. I'm like, I'm talking, I'm not even really talking to my wife with that kind of regard that I speak to the first lady of the church or, you know what I mean? The elder lady or whoever, you know, let's, we, let's pull, you know? let's pull church out of the situation. Let's talk about work. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not trying to exclude church. It's the same no, concept, same concept. Yeah. It's the same mm-hmm. concept. But what about people at work that you spend eight hours with? And, yep. the, and the women at church, if we're, if we're talking that type of topic, right? Yeah. It could be at church. It could be at work. It could be wherever you are. If you show more respect to someone else, period, even your boys. Yeah. Right? Yep. I show more respect to you than I show my... That's an issue. Yeah, bro. Issue. Yep. Like, I'm able to connect with you better because I'm listening. Like, oh, yeah, Kenny said this. Oh, yeah, well, bro, yeah, great. I'm hearing you, but when it comes to her... She speaks all of a sudden. I feel a certain type of way. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that's because there's things that are built up in me yeah. that I allow to fester in me to create bitterness. That's good. bro. And bitter- bitterness will cause you to respond incorrectly in multiple situations if you don't deal with the bitterness in you. Yeah. And sometimes that bitterness is not even from marriage is come is rooted from somewhere else. It could be rooted from how I was treated when I was a child or how my mother spoke to me or because I don't have a father in my life and how I feel about things. And, and some of those things can contribute from past relationships and you can bring that in from other relationships. And now you feel a certain type of way. Anytime a man says this or a woman says this to you, now you, now this resonates in your spirit. So now you feel automatically a certain type of way because you don't deal with the bitterness. Yeah. So yeah, that's first yeah. piece is preach, that preach you on. have to deal with that bitterness in you yeah. because you'll always have the wrong views. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so that's first piece for me, but on, on top of that, man, shame on us. If we do not love our wives and respect our wives by listening to them and giving them the attention that they deserve. Um, uh, another scripture, y'all, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, you got to apologize for the let, word, let, bro. E- e- Ephesians 4.29. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but mm. only such as is good for building up mm. as fits the occasion. That is that it may give grace to those who hear. Talk to me mm. what y'all think. Oof. Man, I'm going to go back a little bit because you touched yep. on something that's good. This goes back to being a person who constantly examines yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and, and when it comes to the point where you said, you said, you know, 
you speak to somebody to a certain way, but when your wife speak, you feel a certain way. You got to find out why that's there. Mm-hmm. You got to find out why you're not talking to your wife in a respectful tone, like you are to the, like my example, the first lady of the church. And you got to work through that. And that may come with initiating a conversation. And as husbands, we can't get too stuck in your ways where you can't apologize. Because in, in, your, in your course of marriage, and we're talking about communication today, but we're not, you know what, you're not always going to walk away from a conversation. Let's be real. Life happens. You're not always going to be led by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're going to say something that you, you shouldn't have said. Yep. Sometimes your wife is going to say something to you that, you, that, that, uh, that she shouldn't have said. You know, do you have the uh, humility sometimes to be like, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Do you have the humility to sometimes repair that bridge that you might have broken by saying this or bringing up that or saying this and going back? Not just sweeping under the rug and letting it pass, but going back and actively saying, hey, you know what? My bad. I shouldn't have said that earlier. I apologize. Um and same thing for the wives, man, because sometimes we can create wounds in each other by not listening or by saying hurtful things. Remember, that's the person who knows the most about you yeah. and you're the person that they know the most about. So sometimes our spouses, we know how to say the thing that make our wife tick. Yeah. And our wives know us sometimes they know us so well, they know exactly what to say to make us tick. You know what I mean? So uh, having a yeah, it's not healthy. And so we have to make sure that, first of all, we don't bring those things back. To purposely make you mad, you know, but also like when you wrong or you say something wrong, which is going to happen, make sure that you have the humility to be like, man, I was wrong. I'm sorry, baby. Because that can go a long way. Yeah. Yeah. So challenge. Right. So um, the hardest thing to do is feel like you're right and go to somebody and apologize. Mm. That's a hard thing to do. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and you can, to me, that's the humble thing to do is even when you feel like you're 100% right, you can go before your wife or your spouse or your wife or your husband and say, listen, I am sorry how I saw things, how I communicated my tone, um, all the above. Like, I apologize. I, I, my intentions was never to argue, but on top of that, let's, 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 when you ready, Let's have a, a, a good conversation um, about these things and I will listen. Right, right then and there, you deal with the issue. And to me, the longer you let an issue fester, the worse it becomes. The worse it becomes. So it's up to us, for those who hear this whole dialogue, for those that are on the podcast, it's up to us to take the lead and say, Hey, I'm going to be the first to resolve this and deal with this conflict and not let it just fester and grow and become something. Because what typically happened is you get into this, this whole, okay, it becomes a small topic. If you be about what we going to eat and then what we eat leads to see you always so you don't even cook. See, you, you always. See, you yeah. always. That's it. Those three words. That's right exactly. See, see, you always. You always do this. See? And then it goes into, it could go wherever, right? You go and find it. See? That's why we broke today. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't make good decisions. 
all the all the all the all the stuff just starting getting coming out. It's been like this for years. It's been like this for years. See, that's why you. Yep. Yep. It gets to the you gang. You do this yeah. all the time. I don't know why you talking. You look like that. You know what I mean? So it Man. becomes all of something that it's never should be. Yeah. And, and I think to me, it's important. Number one, once, once you guys break, because you're not going to resolve anything in the U game. Hmm. The U game, as soon as that U game comes out, you need to take the back seat. Mm-hmm. For real, for real. When the U game comes out, take the back seat. And then taking the back seat, meaning I'm going to step away and say, listen, let me sit. I'm gonna sit down for a second, and 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 I'm a process. Yeah. Um. And then get away from the situation because it's just gonna go bigger. Yeah. And then once you calm down, and once they calm down, and then the right timing, meaning there is no argument happening, you can go in there and say, okay, start with an apology. I'm sorry, because I'm sure you did something wrong in that whole situation. Hmm. Um. And then from there, have honest dialogue of where, like, let me just hear what you were saying. I know we were talking about eating, but some other things came out. Like, how do you, how do you really feel? And I just want to hear it. You know what I mean? I just want to listen. But the hardest part you're going to have is how you respond. Yeah. Because you may have things that convict your heart or, or deals with you inside. And, and, and they may not even be at a place to communicate properly to us, but we have to be able to respond properly. Mm-hmm. You might mm-hmm. still get the use out of it, right? I'm just trying to be real. You might still get used like you do this, Ken. You do this, Cal. You yeah. always do this, D. And you got to be like, either be like, you right. Or that, that is something I'm working on. Mm-hmm. You got to take the humility seat. Yeah. And that's hard. It is. So my advice, <clears throat> when you're resolving conflict, you go after to resolve but you are quick to hear, slow to speak, mm-hmm. slow to anger, and that you are humble in the whole situation because yeah. those issues will start being dealt with if you approach things with the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit will give you humility too. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's so key, y'all. Yeah. There's yeah. so many things we don't deal with because we don't want to be humble in the situation. We so want to bring our pride in it. So true. Yeah, so true. Humility is key, man. Humility is key. We want to sometimes put our, you know, us as the head of the house. We want to hover that over our wife mm-hmm. instead of having a more humble approach as not lording over our wife, but serving them and them serving us. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so sometimes that can eke out into how you talk about things, how you make decisions. Well, I'm the man of the house, so we we doing this. Yep. Instead of, baby, what do you think? What are, what are some ways that, I, like Ernest said earlier, what are some things that I'm not seeing? Mm-hmm. You know, what are some things that I'm missing? You know, uh, what are some, you know, what your wife should be and somebody who helps you see your blind spots. Mm-hmm. You What's know? the last word around the table there, y'all, as far as communication goes? Yeah, man. Um but I mean, uh, uh, that last scripture you said, Ernest, what was that last scripture? Can you say that one again? I got you, bro. It's Ephesians, <clears throat> Ephesians 429. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. Mm. Mm. Are you giving your spouse grace? 
Mm, and your communication, are we, are we giving our spouses grace? And it's not the grace that you measure, but it's the grace that God gives to you. Mm. Yeah. Because we, we will measure our own grace. Like, I gave you grace. I, I see. <laughs> listen, <laughs> it's about time you got to get, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not saying that poor, poor habits, meaning like you're enabling or, or I'm not I'm not saying that. I'm not you can't change people, first and foremost, but I'm not saying that it's OK to to say, okay, if somebody's doing something wrong, you just allow wrong to happen. You got to say something. Right. But, but the grace is in the whole dialogue. And, and for those who are hearing you speak, um, Oh, go ahead, Ken. I lost my train of thought for a second. (laughs) No, you're good. (laughs) I was going somewhere, but I lost it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it comes, it it comes down to one person having this history and this is how they're raised and this emotional baggage and this possibly trauma and then this person coming together that may be from a whole different background, whole different family, whole different set of baggage. And the process of coming together is a lifetime and become or, uh, coming together and becoming one is a lifetime mm-hmm. commitment. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's heartbreaking that so many marriages end prematurely um, because of, stuff like communication and a lack of it yeah. or a lack of grace or a lack of working through issues yeah. or a lack of somebody being too stubborn to change their ways, you know, because okay. ultimately your love for your spouse was showing how much you're willing to sometimes to improve or change yourself, you know? So I, so especially to my husband, man, if there's something that your wife has been, telling you for five, 10 years, maybe she ain't wrong. <laughs> Eat that. Right. Maybe she ain't, maybe she ain't just nagging. Maybe it is something that you need to kind of re-examine about yourself. Oh. You know? Right. Right. That's good. And I'll add to that, Ken. It's hard to have, to be an active listener and to be able to properly deal with conflict and communication if your heart is not postured in the correct place, meaning mm-hmm. you're not spending time with the Lord. Right. Think about it. First and foremost. That, yeah. Yeah. Cause if you're not like, I mean, true time, um, meaning that you are postured in a place of surrender to the Lord, because if you're not, you're going to, you're going to respond from the incorrect place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think about it. The days that you don't pray much, you're on edge things ain't moving right. You respond, think differently. Yeah. Um, but the, the, when you are postured in a place of surrender, your whole thought process and how you see life and how, what you're able to deal with is so different mm-hmm. because the Holy yeah. spirit is dealing with it. So that to me is the first piece to be able to properly communicate with your wife or your spouse. I mean, wife or husband is number one, be postured where the Holy spirit can come in. I mean, you're at a place of surrender. Right. Number two for me is actively listen by showing that you're listening, giving eye contact. Yeah. Being present, putting the phone down. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking to me too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then number three is like, don't wait for the other person to deal with. And I'll talk to men. Men, you deal with the issues. Mm-hmm. If, if, if your wife is not 
If, if, if it's a communication breakdown, whatever it is, they, they go up to their room, you go in a different area, you be the first to resolve it. Even if you think you're 100% right, even if you didn't start it, you go to the situation and say, listen, I'm sorry. And be mm-hmm. humble in the situation. Mm-hmm. Do be, express that humility. But before you go into that, that room, pray, right? Before right. you walk into that room, Pray. Right. Don't don't try plan. to walk in with your thought process. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you gonna, it's gonna be another argument. But right. you walk in with the Holy Spirit with you, and your communication, a lot, a lot of Spirit of God speak through you. You know what I mean? And 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 the Holy Spirit would do things and say things that you would never even know what could come out your mouth. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, issues are dealt with. All of a sudden, Christ, God will show you issues in you, or issues in marriage, or issues and things that need to be dealt with, and you will be open to those things to be dealt with if you walk in with the Holy Spirit, y'all. Mm-hmm. And then Cal said it, and this is my last point, and I could be done here, um, love. We know we know love in many different ways, but true love is agape love, right? There's different types of love, right? But mm-hmm. the love that Christ showed us was the agape love, which is unconditional love. And the scripture that talks about the unconditional love is when, it, when the script, what is that scripture? Y'all throw it out here. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not boastful. Love is not Love does not hold right for wrong. Mm-hmm. So we'll say it again, D. First, First Corinthians, Corinthians 13. 13. Yeah. 13. Verse 4 through 7. Yep. So First saying, Corinthians 13. <laughs> living off of love. That will cover a multitude of sin. That will help you be able to communicate better. That will keep you connected with your wife. That will allow you to deal with many different situations properly as if we learn that unconditional love for our spouse, for others. You know what I mean? So. Good word, bro. Yeah, man. Great word. Preach, man. I ain't even got to go to church tomorrow. Man, you fine. Now go go to church, bro. Go to church. Go to church. this and catch all earnest points. You know what I'm saying? So funny, man. You fine. Y'all get me started. Yeah, man. So for real. Go ahead, Dion. I was just going to say, man, just to simplify everything, man. Everything that they said, listen, like put stuff down, no distractions, listen to your wife. Um, tell the truth, like, yeah, man, be honest. that hard, man. Tell the truth, no Ask secrets. If you didn't hear it, just say, Hey, I, I didn't hear what you said, yeah, you know, tell the truth, yeah, man. No secrets, mm. no secrets in marriage, man. And I'm, you know, I could be naive in saying that I'm only three years deep into <clears throat> being around a person that I care about 24 7 and all that, so I don't, you know, she, she know all my ticks, I know her, so. I don't know. I don't know too much about marriage, so let me know if I'm just being naive and saying, "Listen, tell the truth." It's a journey, man. Yes, it's a journey. Yeah, you know. My last word, I'll just say, you know, treat communication as a form of intimacy because it is, especially to for your wife. Um, So it's like if you want to start creating better environments. You know, if you treat it that way, treat it like intimacy, because it really is. And you know, I'm not advocating for anybody drinking or anything like that. But maybe, you know, you do have a glass of wine, just sit down and talk. You know, so maybe some people are more talkative after a glass of wine. But, you know, just sit down and talk. And it doesn't have to be about the the big issue every time. You know, maybe just talk about your day and just be intentional and and, and work on those listening skills. You you. 
you man, it does so much. Hey. You know, when my, my wife yeah. and I, we can just sit and just talk yeah. and just have a good conversation. We both laugh and smile and turn it to two hours later. Man, it's gonna it's gonna be a great night, that's for sure. But yeah. it's like, yeah, it just that's... transcends into so many areas when you're yeah. able to just take time and do that. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I it translates into the bedroom. Yes. <laughs> get your wine, you know what I'm saying? Hey. Roll up if you need. No, I'm just, hey. don't roll up oh. nothing. Hey. <laughs> rolling up nothing out there. It's bad drinking. Drinking's bad enough. But don't do all that other stuff, man. Just get to a place where you can speak with your wife in a confident manner, man. That's it. Man, it's important. Yo, I close on this. There's a lot of reasons. First and foremost, I love what Ernest said. If you feel like you're going to have a tough conversation, pray first. You'd be amazed. You'd be amazed the difference it makes. Um, a lot of this comes down to how close are you to the Lord as a husband? How close are you learning uh, to the Lord? Because that's the only way we really know how to really love. If we're connected to the person who is love. Yeah. And um, that communication helps and not in your marriage, not building that resentment, not building up that bitterness. And but also I close on this. Open communication, your wife feeling like she's being heard, your wife feeling like she can talk to you about anything, that translates into the bedroom. So if you need a carrot in front of your face, there's one right there. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom. So, yo, yeah, it works. Increasing that intimacy. It works. Why she going to want to do something with somebody who don't want to listen? You probably don't even know what you're doing. You ain't even listen to her. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, man, go ahead, man. Do, do, there you go. <laughs> so, yo, that's it, man. Um, anybody who have any, uh, you know, comments they want to share about communication in your own marriage, um, let us know in the comments. Uh, drop a comment on our YouTube. Drop a comment on our Facebook page. We're trying to really tackle these topics one week at a time um, and really give you all some meat. So uh, let us know what y'all think, man. Holler at us. Um, that's it for episode 15. Love y'all. Hey, three, the y'all. tribe. Don't be telling me I ain't who I am. This is me, okay? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> this is me. <laughs> <laughs>